Hi everybody, welcome to segment 4.5 of Polyvox, Armchair Analysis. Since we haven't caught anything egregiously wrong with our last segments, we can dive right in. As a reminder, if you think we're misinforming the audience on any matters regarding, again, the planet Earth, not the planet East, I feel really wary about specifying that, tweet us your corrections at Anthrogang. Alright, on with the analysis. All right. Hi, everybody. So, um, so yeah, we, we, we had a couple days to, uh, <laughs> to stew on this last one, um, which I, I kind of think that like when I, so when I, I, I think that the two hour one, the episode two, like with the signet was probably going to be more of a, uh, an outlier than, the others because I think that an hour or an hour and 20 minutes of content is probably just more effective to like produce and consume so I think we'll probably end up doing more of those um, than the two hour ones okay um, mm-hmm. but uh, but what do you what do you guys think like what what did you notice about the world and your characters and um, what happened this last uh, session? Yeah, this last session. I mean, in any session, but like especially this last session. I think since we're uh, introduced to this complex mushroomy theme, I think it was kind of interesting, and I don't know whether to find it uh, concerning or not that we were just set to attack the mushrooms, especially since we found uh, Task uh, encased in them in case in like the vines that were like protecting the mushrooms later i mean i know we were attacked but also hmm hmm yeah like there's no time to uh establish like are these friend or foe mushrooms are these yeah. good or evil mushrooms mm, yeah right but i guess they were attacking our friend so in terms yeah. of if we want to be delusian about it the 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 relations into which we have entered with these mushrooms are hostile but but i get what you mean though yeah, yeah. like like we were introduced to the possibility like oh these mushrooms could be fine or oh these mushrooms mm. so uh yeah just sort of going into that uh complex relationship with our fungal friends mm. yeah there was kind of a moment like halfway through the fight i didn't my brain was just sort of on like oh i'm just playing D D with friends like <laughs> my actions have no repercussions um <laughs> but there was a moment where i was just like i think it was around when we saw when we heard the tusk uh homunculi i guess just go like please that was really a shock to that part of my brain and i was just like oh maybe 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 i should stop (laughs) (laughs) like we're in it now yeah yeah it was definitely a uh are we the baddies moment i guess (laughs) right yeah yeah cool that's that's great no i i i did that um very very purposefully and i i was i'm happy that 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 tracked that 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 scanned um uh 
I, I interpreted that. I inter I thought that it was Tosk asking for help. I thought Tosk was speaking. That's how I interpreted. I didn't realize that it was meant to be the mushrooms uh, talking. Well, so but, yeah, it's supposed to be a little ambiguous. Like I, in fact, like I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much I want to. Like, there's a couple possibilities. There's there's a way. There's a few ways to interpret that. Like, it could be Tosk. Um, it could be the Tosk homunculus um, was somewhat sentient and wanted to be freed. Um, it could be the mushrooms were speaking through Tosk and wanted to stop fighting. It could be. Um, it could be they were trying to trick you into um, like a false sense of security. Mm. Um, it could be uh, kind of a combination of those things. Like it's it's kind of that that complex system of relations that um, that you guys were referring to earlier, where it's like you don't know really the the relations that you're entering into with this particular patch of of fungus. Like these are a little more, they're a little less unambiguously friendly. Uh. Um, and. And I want to explore like this idea of like we don't really have the same kind of language for like it's not so clear cut with these these organisms, like what is friendliness and what is what is like existence in harmony or existence in um, conflicts like they're mushrooms they don't have a sense of what harmony or conflict is <laughs> <laughs> I that just made me think and this might go on a slight linguistic tangent but like That's okay. the word choice I'm now just sort of like um, wires touching moment of the just the word please like that is such a very powerful like what are they trying to what do they want us to do like please like please stop please go away please and even that made me think if it was which i and i interpreted it as sort of like a trick almost like mm -hmm. they have made this um mushroom essentially scarecrow <laughs> to mess with us um yeah. either to lure us into the false sense of security or to get us out of there um and I'm now just thinking, like, if it, if it was, like, a mushroom trying to talk to us, like, the language is completely different. And, like, how that um, rhizomatic, I guess, I don't know if I'm using that word right, like, mode of thought. Um, like, I need to convey this information to something outside of my kingdom yeah mushroom kingdom yeah, yeah yeah thank you and like just the word please <laughs> is like okay i need to preface that this is right yeah oh that's so interesting yeah yeah that's really cool i didn't even think of that but yeah like i guess subconsciously like you know maybe not intentionally i was thinking like please is a great thing to to start like a great word a very powerful like injector like an interjection to mm. 
to any like fight it's something it it changes the tone very dramatically and i didn't really consider why but now that you're saying that like it's a speech act yeah and it's like it's something that really like it it it's a plea it 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 changes it changes the tone dramatically because it 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 is it's an action when you say please it's now a supplication Mm. now now you change the relationship between yourself and the person listening Mm -hmm. and that's a powerful action that even when you're fighting something like you were noticing connor when you were when you were fighting as cruel like you had like that resonance through cruel to your own subjectivity as connor like <laughs> yeah. wait a second now my actions have consequences <laughs> now like wait a second what just happened what yeah what <laughs> as a as a wise uh <laughs> as a wise being as, once said as where where is that kid now yeah <laughs> That kid's doing great things. That kid probably has a podcast now. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's um that's an excellent point. I I really like that. Um and I I think it's it's kind of interesting like I wonder what you guys think of like the forest leading you there in the first place. Why do you think it led you to this kind of dummy task? Hmm. My literary brain has to be thinking like this is this is like a hero's journey right now and we're in the we're in the oh. lotus eaters part. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Got to love those fucking lotus eaters. Right. Like uh <laughs> we're um saying. No, what were you gonna say? No, I was I was gonna say like I'm not saying that just to sound like I know what I'm talking about. I do know I do know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did, I did the, take English classes. Right. I the Odyssey think, I and Percy Jackson. The, uh, I don't think I know of the uh, oh the Lotus Eater oh like from the uh, from the the Percy Jackson like the um the the hotel well, mm-hmm. from the Odyssey originally, yeah. but as riffed upon yeah. by uh, Percy Jackson, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, it's like you get, like part of the hero's journey, and you'll you know you'll see this in all these, uh, uh, you know, in all these hero's journey narratives is is that there is a portion of time right. where the hero goes somewhere and like is deceived and comes up against tricks and needs to like use their brain for the first time ever, um, in order to learn something not just about the situation but also about themselves and why they're on the journey that they're on um like the lotus eaters you know as you may know from percy jackson like they get stuck there in time like they don't want to leave um but then eventually they realize they have to and it's you know the act of realizing that they have to is the is the thing that that uh section of the journey accomplishes so we kind of realized that we had to uh we kind of realized that we had to continue on with our journey through this through i guess like the quest to save tosk and learning what tosk means to everybody and and yeah including to us 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I start. I started in this play at one point. It's called Anonymous by Naomi Izuka, and uh, <gasps> yes, the it, it was it's based off the Odyssey, and Ooh. yeah, uh, oh. the way the, the way the Lotus Eaters thing played out. Instead, it was like a bar, and the bartender sort of presented as a possible mother figure to my character because, like, I was without a mother figure for so long because uh, we had separated in a storm on the way to America. And I was enticed into like, hey, you can you can stay with me. I'll take care of you, that kind of thing. And then I was like, mm, no, bye. Mm. It's like, then you're not my dad meme, except reverse. <laughs> <laughs> you're not my mom! <laughs> uh, Oi, mister, you me dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah um yeah i think uh i think the clue in there was was probably like i think well foxglove was saying that uh foxglove had said to you guys that um that it wasn't necessarily the forest wasn't necessarily going to lead you directly to tusk it was going to say it was going to maybe lead you to it was going to maybe warn you of something Mm. or um or lead you to um like uh lead you to something tangential to task or lead you to something that it thought was important when you thought of task um and and then foxglove said something like um it's a little hit or miss because this isn't exactly a humanoid sentience mm-hmm. um mm. of course, and it's a, neut- it's a neutral being kind of yeah, well, the forest isn't like it's not. It's not so much whether the forest is your friend or not, and it's not so much yeah. whether the forest can understand you or not. It's more like the forest interprets like your desires in a very different way from like how like oh you want to find Tosk like okay I'll bring you to Tosk like, <laughs> like right like, here she is don't right. worry. <laughs> It's more like the forest was like, oh, you want to find Tosk? Um, well, here's something you should know about Tosk. Or here's ah. something you should know about... Um, here's something you should know about, like, what's happening around, like, what happens when people look for Tosk or something like that. Like, there's there's something else that the forest wanted you to know about the search for Tosk. Mm. Um, and... Um, I kind of wanted there to be, I mean, there wanted, there should there should have been more high stakes than like, oh, Tosk disappeared. Next episode, oh, you found her. <laughs> <laughs> the way that I'm the, the way that I'm sort of interpreting it now that you've uh, now that you've made that clear, I think I know this is speaking in more human mind workings, but I kind of interpret it as. It's going to be difficult. We're going to be met with uh, adversaries the entire time we are looking. Different kinds of adversaries, but it's going to be tough, but it's going to uh, prove... What's the word? Not uh, fruitful. fruitful? Oh. <laughs> it's something besides worth fruitful, it. but close, close enough. Worth it! <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it in the end. But also, this is speaking from a human mindset rather than a forest mindset. How right. many mindsets well, does a forest have? 
a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's an assemblage. <laughs> just, just a bunch of trees fighting over each other. Hey, it should mean this. No, I. Uh, it might be that might be a little bit too cliche. Let's go with something. <laughs> so, a that's more on the nose. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> you, it's a million of trees. Too mainstream. Yeah. We get god. it. We get it. You're a rare species of tree. You think you gotta be so unique? Come this, on now. This one aspen with a mustache comes out and it's like, oh, I think there be. <laughs> why don't we portray Tusk as like a mannequin? <laughs> it's giving real tributary vibes right now. God, that's such a birch birchian way to interpret things. <laughs> I'm 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 interested now that you bring it up, like in the in like uh and we touched on this briefly of, of the forest being like, oh, you want Tosk? Here she is. This little, We made this little puppet of her. Is this mm -hmm. not what Tosk is? You know? Mm -hmm. oh, like, what yeah. if the forest interprets, like, this is, I'm just making this up, but like, what if the forest interprets us as like a much more material and like ontologically concerned species? So it's like, oh, you want Tosk? Uh, I don't know, just give him the puppet. Yeah. They, they probably won't notice, <laughs> you know? Close enough. You weren't supposed to take the puppet. Like, yeah. It even said please to you. Yeah, like, we were just going to present you to the puppet. We made it talk. Show, show you Tosk? Okay, here she is. Wait, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're plants and fungi. They don't fully grasp the concept of idioms. And like... <laughs> but it's like, what is the... Um, into, like, what... Like, I, I, this is like a purely material task with no interiority, no, like subjectivity no thoughts head empty right um mm. and it was it was not task yeah what is no, what no is no thoughts it? Yeah. only spores no <laughs> thoughts only spores <laughs> we should make a t-shirt <laughs> no, no, yes. thoughts, only no thoughts only spores yes. first merch first merch I, I was thinking of I was thinking of like uh, Ali. You said at one point um, when Vish was uh, when when she was being milked for prophecies, and I was like, we should make a pin like prophecy milk. And I was like, that's <laughs> kind of that's, that's kind of gross, like, but like, like water bottles get it. with that design is prophecy milk. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> but, we have like but I think a little no ad. thoughts on this forest would be yeah <laughs> prophecy milk as like someone doing like an okay sign. <laughs> Very like Fallout seventies, like yeah. very fifties. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's that's great. I I also like that interpretation of like the the forest just kind of presents you with like a version of Tosk that they think you would want. Um, mm. And Be because the forest is so much smarter and has so much more like interiority and relationality than us, and we're just like <laughs> humanoids who <laughs> just, like, are concerned people. with objects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm just, I'm just thinking of that meme. That's, uh, can can we have Captain Task? We have Captain Task. And <laughs> Captain Task <laughs> Dissolves into mud. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like that actually would that actually would really work because um, because as soon as you uprooted this Task puppet, um, she dissolved into mud. Like as soon as you severed her from the roots of what she was made of she didn't really exist anymore. She couldn't communicate with the rhizome. She couldn't communicate with the superstructure. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what this whole forest is. Like, this entire forest is one big superstructure that, that really 
requires itself to be rooted. It's it's it it comes ground up. It's bottom up. Um, so that that is a really good interpretation of it. I I think like that works really well. I it's not what I intended initially, but it could be. It could work perfectly well. Um, and uh, yeah, um, there were some other lore elements that you guys didn't encounter a lot because like m the majority of the plague session was combat but um there was one that you encountered at the beginning um irsu the classical if um that you encountered on the on the stone um that said it is known some reminder is the source of any thought yeah um, yeah yeah. Um, sorry, my internet stopped. I'm in Westchester, a horrible hell world. I hate it here. I'm visiting buddies, but anyway, and running errands. So many errands. Um, but my my interpretation of that, which I loved, is uh, like, I guess like a positive spin on the concept of that there can be no original thought. Like, you know, a lot of people, I think, take that as a pessimistic thing. Like, oh, like, no one can ever be truly creative. Um, nothing can ever really be free of the, the matrix from which it comes from. Um, from which it comes from. But nothing can ever be really be free of the matrix from which it comes. But um, the way that I especially given that it was about our loved one, Shiri Tosk interpreted that, is that like, we are simply nothing without each other. Everything we are arises from experiences that we've had, uh, relationships that we have, especially. Um, and that is kind of, that is a thing to celebrate. That is actually a very beautiful and nice thing um, that, I'm glad it manifested even in this moment of crisis so beautifully and nicely in terms of our love and affection for Tosk, which is now driving our actions. It's actually driving us to do something to change our ontological state. Uh, the feeling, the power of love is changing our ontological state as we are going on this quest to find Tosk. So um, that was a, that was a stressful because she's lost, but very heartwarming moment for me, and I'm glad that that um, had such a had such an affirming philosophical background as well. Um, it is known some reminder is the source of any thought. Right, right. Was mud task that reminder do you think oh no this was at the this was at the very beginning of um no, of the session but like this was before you guys met mud tusk well, yeah but we didn't find out what irsu saw right um you guys did not but it was like when Irsu saw that inscription 
they um they kind of flashed through a bunch of memories of captain tosk mm-hmm. mm. and then all of a sudden you were transported to a different part of the forest mm. um and i wondered what what y'all thought of that phrase that was like just the phrase itself the the reminder is the source of thought it kind of makes me think of i mean the phrase itself but also the way that the grove sort of operates and also one of the new crew members that we met last session kind of reminds me of like just the nature of semiotic thought and i don't know mm. if I fully understand semiotics, full disclosure, but watch okay. watch as I, I, no <laughs> I explain. <laughs> from from what I understand, it's like the concept of like what signs mean. Like mm-hmm. you say the word tree and in your mind you have a picture of what that word represents. That there is mm-hmm. like this this thing that is generally agreed upon, but it could vary from person to person. Am yeah, I? Yeah, that's 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 pretty like that's that's like definitely one one aspect of how semiotics like works, like what semiotics deals in. Mm, mm. <clears throat> Which, um, that's uh, that's actually um, exactly what this this phrase refers to. Um, the reminder is the source of a thought. That's uh, that refers to an icon which is a type of sign mm. um, that you're talking about right now. Just. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, it also, I don't know if this, uh, there was the one crew member, not to go off the, but. Um, That's okay. Who I think may have been flirting with Cruel, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I think their name was like Akina. Yeah. Who yeah. was like every time you looked at them, like their features were similar but different in a new mm-hmm. way. That mm-hmm. just very much got me it got me thinking of like how that would work and it made me think of like every time you look away from her, you are exposed to a new experience, literally yeah, a new yeah. point of view and that it's it's kind of like the short story the changing or the belonging kind of like yeah this figure who is meant who is like fits in to any place that they go yeah and that's actually so this is um that's that's a great way of of putting akina into perspective because um because akina is a race that i homebrewed um, Ooh. called a chiral. Ooh. Um, nice. and, uh, it's based on the, um, the Eberron, um, changeling, uh-huh. um, in, in 5th edition. Um, it's, it's like heavily based on the changeling. I essentially <laughs> had to, I had to, I had to like, I had to change up like some stats of the changeling so that it wasn't like just like wholesale replicated from the changeling um (laughs) but you know the lore is different the stats are slightly different um they inhabit uh sort of the they they mostly inhabit like the northeast part of mont um which is like this kind of swampy um this this like swampy area 
that and they they form like these loose um confederacies of uh of 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 loose-knit communities um that they and not a lot of people go to the places where the chirals live um they're kind of revered by the elves and the half elves and the humans but a lot of other people are pretty afraid of them because they can change their shape (laughs) (laughs) and um and so like uh so the chiral is a really interesting character in this in this scene because um and and uh akina is is uh is a very interesting character in this scene because um you're right like they they don't interact with like iconicity in the same way like their face is going to be different every time you look at it unless they want you to to recognize them mm. unless they want you to like unless they're deliberately trying to appear a certain way why did my phone tell me <laughs> why did my phone say hello your phone has so much to say on the topic my phone has so much to say on the topic <laughs> I heard you were talking about semiotics. <laughs> it's, it was like it was like I heard it was like I heard you were talking about deliberately trying to appear a certain way. I'm like, yes, I know I'm trying. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you mean? That, and then it's like underlined <laughs> being yeah. trans. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's that's very much going to like that has a role to play in like um self-signification and mm. uh and building your identity and like whether you want to be identifiable mm. um uh and that's like slightly tangential to this idea of a reminder is the source of any thought but if you can't recognize any similarities or differences between an icon and its referent then you're not going to be able to form any connections between those signs and the reference Mm. so you're not going to be able to interpret those signs so that is like that that that's where the tangent does connect (laughs) um so that yeah that 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 is a that is a good um like you may you may think that is tangential but i think it's a good point (laughs) (laughs) yay (laughs) which also that i think will be interesting just that interplay of like i'm 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 interested to see to interact with that character further now that there is i'm aware of this concept of like um the relationship of like how you want to be presented to others versus like your actions um Mm -hmm. and is now that i've kind of mentioned that cruel is i i play him as sort of varies between like an actual fleshed out being with thoughts and beliefs and a weird garbage dog (laughs) 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 it will be interesting to see how uh, considering that i play cruel as someone who like doesn't have one specific way of presenting themselves it'd be interesting to Mm -hmm. see how that relationship plays out yeah yeah and and it's like it's kind of it's cool because D and D allows for a lot of those sort of multi-tiered, mm. um, multi-tiered presentations of the self, 
um, like even in the fight scene, we were like we were joking around about like you were stabbing the uh, the mushroom and it was bloodied, and I was like, what does that even mean for a fungus? <laughs> and and like we have to keep in mind that this is bullet time, and mm. like this like every every time like all seven of you go through your all seven of you plus like the nine um the nine enemies go through your combat that's six seconds yeah (laughs) and and so when you're stabbing the when you're stabbing the the um the mushroom and you're looking back and you're like this is really weird why is it bleeding (laughs) elion's going like yeah i don't know and then elion's also like talking smack to the vine that's wrapping him in in tentacles and like <laughs> and like saying like at least buy me dinner first and the tentacles are like oh shoot sorry <laughs> like yeah. yeah yeah we understand each other personal space yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that's all happening in six seconds so like this this can't like technically physically this shouldn't be allowed to happen but it's D so it's okay mm. and it's like all of this all of this is um it allows for so much exploration of like, and again, like this goes back to last armchair analysis with flow. Like it allows for different flows of time. It allows for different explorations of how space works. Um, and it's, it's a really cool um, exploration of, of, of how imagination shapes its way around like, well, okay. So now we're going to delve into this six second period where like, where, where 15 people are going to fight each other to the death <laughs> and we're gonna laugh about it because it's funny yeah <laughs> meanwhile all of those emotions uh, like are happening like we go from like haha buy me dinner first joke to oh shit we might be the bad guys to yeah fuck them like <laughs> yeah. to, b- like of spiral over the course like you said in a few seconds of like all of these seemingly separate emotions are like overlapping and leading to feelings that aren't like it would make sense to go from like happy to like ha 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 fuck you because those are both like high energy but to go from ha 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 oh shit fuck you (laughs) (laughs) yeah over the course of like yeah, six seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot. It's um, and that's that kind of like that tension. Um, we always come back to capitalism and schizophrenia on this show, but that tension um, is is uh, very productive. It creates a lot of um, it creates a lot. It creates a lot of stuff, mm. um, and that's. That's a that's something that I definitely am going to be writing a lot about. Mm. Um, and then I think probably the last thing that um, that I wanted to cover uh, in this section um, was just the thing. Um, Connor, Cruel uh, said Cruel had that little conversation with um, Foxglove about what was happening with Una. Uh-huh. Um, and um and they said something about how the citizens of una were going insane all at once some weeks ago 
um, and it was taken over by a faction of zealots who wished to purge the city of what they called Anton's Fire, which was the poison, um, and they were rounding up anybody who wasn't going mad and executing them for witchcraft. And I wanted to I wanted to get your guys' take on that. Like, what what do you think was was going on there? I mean. Part of me, and I'm worried. I'm worried that I'm <laughs> interjecting too much. Of, but I now it has now that I'm reminded of the name Anton's Fire that immediately um, has sparked <laughs> sort of my like the part of my brain that's obsessed with like clues and <laughs> like references. So I'm wondering if that is at all related to. Um, Arto, or mm -hmm. like, and from what I know of Arto, maybe like concepts of dark play might. I I have no idea. That was just sort of like a potential. Um, Elements thing. of what now? Um, uh, dark play. Yeah. Dark play is like a dark play is like a a phenomenon. Uh, Richard Schechner, who's like this um, theater theorist talks about dark play a lot um uh dark play is essentially like where where um it can be dangerous um but it's essentially like where um one member of the play doesn't know that they're playing oh okay. um yeah and that could be anything from like a cruel prank to like um something overtly dangerous <laughs> mm, yeah <laughs> It's generally not very nice, um, <laughs> right? And uh, but you know people do it, and he wanted to describe what that was. Um, so he was like, because he he wanted to see like, because Gregory Bateson um, uh, often said like, oh well, play has to happen within a certain frames. Play has to happen within like it it play only happens once you say we are now playing, and then play is happening. He called that the meta, the meta play, the meta play frame, and then it ends when you say we've stopped playing. So like D and D is one example of that. When it's like you're not playing D and D when people are not actively engaging in the mechanics of D and D. Uh. Mm -hmm. um, but Richard Schechner was like, that doesn't really satisfy me because people play all the time without really knowing it. Um, but yeah. Uh, in this case, um, there wasn't really much reference to dark play that I did intentionally, but there was a reference to uh, Antoinette Artaud. Um, um, actually, just by accident, um, St. Anthony's Fire um, and Antoinette Artaud um, happened to share the same root name, Anton. <laughs> um, uh, uh, St. Anthony's Fire was a real set of poisonings in the late Middle Ages. Oh. Um, where ergot fungus grew on poorly stored grain. Ah, gotcha. And so those who consumed the grain um, would fall afflicted with convulsions, hallucinations, coma, and eventually death. And when herbalists, who were mostly single women who grew their own food in smaller batches that weren't stored in the municipal granaries... When these women were found to be staying healthy, they were often executed for witchcraft. Mm. Um, and actually, alkaloids derived from ergot fungus are still used medicinally to treat migraines. 
and they've been used by midwives since the 1400s to induce premature labor and uh, in larger doses to induce abortions. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so Anton here is a reference to both St. Anthony's Fire and Antonin Artaud, uh, who did a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Famous for being famous for being very into drugs. <laughs> um, he writes about it in the POD dance. Um, here's a little se- segment from the from a voyage to the land of the Tarahumara. This cataclysm, which was my body, after twenty eight days of waiting, I had not yet come back into myself, or I should say, gone out into myself into myself, into this dislocated assemblage, this piece of damaged geology. Which is beautiful writing, but, like, he's stealing from the Tarahumara. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many issues with him. (laughs) But he's a really useful source, so I use him. Right, right. (laughs) There are a lot of figures that my my go-to, like... I just I call historical figures like that uh, the Sigmund Freud of blank. Yeah. <laughs> like super problematic and like largely full of shit, but like they r- really are useful in certain aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you if you really like if you really delve deep, like like shovel the shit, you do find like a yeah. nugget of gold somewhere in in the shit. <laughs> right. Right. And you can use that nugget of gold like to pay for one specific thing. <laughs> <laughs> You find a single Chuck E. Cheese token. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You find the Ch- you find the Charles Entertainment Cheese token in the, <laughs> and you have to find the you have to find the specific establishment that'll 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 accept it, even though it's covered in shit. Um... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, Deleuze and Guattari actually like they really like talking about Arto because he's like um he's like kind of this figure who really just totally dissolves into mimesis like he totally botches his um his assemblage he botches the build the 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 building of his his body without organs he uh he even says it in his writing, a dislocated assemblage. It's an assemblage that's no longer connected to anything. And Deleuze and Guattari really latch onto that. Mm. Um, no pun intended. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> they really latch on to not latching onto anything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, they, they say that Arto botched his assemblage by turning inward. He experimented without connecting and he segmented and he like turned to mimesis without having a network to transmit those affects into. Um, and this piece of damaged geology he's referring to uh, is his body rather than his self, which is a confusing distinction, but he's, he's actually talking about his body, how his body feels more like part of the land than a part of his selfhood. Mm. Now that he's possessed by the spirits. And um, he, he says that, um, uh, Peyote, as, as I knew, was not meant for whites, and a white as a, is one whom the spirits have abandoned. Which is, like, very poetic for someone who's aware that he's stealing from a culture. <laughs> God damn God, it. God, isn't it so crazy? God, isn't it so crazy? I'm so crazy, you guys. <laughs> he's like, 
<laughs> God, I was so fucked up last night. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even understand. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, he's he, he's a character. He, he was also the guy who came up with, like, the theater of cruelty. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was essentially, like, the... the the inspiration behind Anton's fire, but, um, but you guys will be encountering the zealots soon enough. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm actually, I'm really curious actually, uh, about what happens. Like when I, when I simulate madness for you, like, what are you experiencing? That's, that's something that I wanted to ask you guys. Like, um, way back in episode one, um, like three weeks ago, um, when we when we had that, when you guys hallucinated with Vish, um, what was it that you were experiencing as as players? Like um, when I was describing your hallucinations, I had to sort of because Elion imagined. Uh, being completely disconnected from his god so i had to sort of in order to get into that mindset i sort of had to find my own equivalent because i'm not religious Mm -hmm. and it was uh it was interesting Hmm. and a little like uh, oh okay right like scary (laughs) it was a little a little bit okay so so you felt like like a fear almost that's that's interesting like so um just just a little okay but also like if i'm thinking of something that's really dear to me honestly covid took a lot of that away from me anyway so it wasn't that difficult okay to imagine so it's uh. just oh well there it is yeah <laughs> yeah It was, um, was there anything that you felt, like, in your body, um, as I was describing, um, I know it was a long time ago, and it's okay if, it's okay if it was nothing or if you don't remember, but, um, but if, if there was anything that you felt in your body, um, I'm very curious to, to know, um, partially for the, for the podcast, but also partially for my thesis, um, (laughs) I don't really remember. That's okay. Yeah, same, unfortunately. I think... Also, that time was when my family was being particularly loud right next to me. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I would very much like to, if it's, I don't know if this would uh, mess with uh, how you intended for it to hit me, but I would love if you had it already written down. like to share it with me oh sure if not that's totally fine no yeah um if you just so that i can experience it properly yeah no actually uh if you want to listen to episode one um uh, oh I, duh. if you uh if you listen to like 45 minutes into episode one um mm-hmm. that's when you make that's when you meet the spore queen and um it's it's pretty creepy it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing as soon as we're done. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's there's some cool stuff uh, 
that I, I, I have yet to like include in, um, like I, the reason I ask is I, I want to figure out like a safe and also effective way to, um, to aestheticize and simulate madness, um, uh. for, for you guys in game, because like surrealism is all well and good, but like, if it's just like me performing surrealism for the audience, then I don't want you guys to be bored. <laughs> like, okay, we're just listening to Rune like talk about like weird dream shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like ideally, I would like to, I would like to have um some cool, some cool like stuff happen to your characters and. Um, I thought mm. about I thought about having um, some mechanical stuff happen in game. I'm still working that out. Um, oh, but yeah, <laughs> to your actual characters, yeah. Um, All of a sudden, cyborg Elion went. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, you have to decide whether you want to be a mushroom Elion or a cyborg Elion. <laughs> <laughs> I can be a quarter mushroom, half cyborg, half. Por qué no las okay, dos? Okay, no, it'd be quarter, quarter mushroom, quarter cyborg, quarter human, quarter. Elf. Okay, okay, Perfect. excellent, good. <laughs> That's. Hey there! Thanks for listening to Polyvox's Armchair Analysis Segment Four Point Five. Our schedule this week was so wild we had to split the recording to a different day and the only time that Lindsay could join us was for an hour while they were in the car, and they actually lost service so we couldn't hear them on the Discord call. I think their insights were still super valuable, so I hope you don't mind how I've cut this call together. Join us next week for some more gameplay. Commitment is scary, but I think I can manage to get out our gameplay episodes on Thursday. Come on, Rune, you can say it. Thursdays. Whew. <laughs> Until then, folks. Catch you later.